Well, hello. Welcome to the second episode of The Vine. We're coming out of the Gospel of John, chapter 15, which speaks of the vine. There are four Gospels. Three of them are similar in nature, which are called the Synoptic Gospels. However, John speaks of the deity of Christ. as such, standing alone. John introduces Jesus according to Zadarvan 2011. He introduces Jesus not as an infant, but in the context of eternity. Because although Jesus Christ breaks into the world and takes on human flesh, he is divine. Not only is he divine, but he is God. So he was before time, he is time, and he is time to come, my God. He, John, the Gospel of John, speaks of Jesus is God. That's the first thing. Two, he he says Jesus has existed forever. And despite his eternal and divine nature, Jesus took on human flesh, as as I just stated, to display God's glory and offer grace to mankind. You'll find that in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, whom was to come is our bridge between the eternal, the spiritual and the supernatural and the everyday human and natural. Jesus Christ is the divine word. The Greek word logos means the word Jesus Christ. Logos of God. Yet, even though he was God, he stepped out of glory, heaven, came down to this earth and became human and experienced life through human eyes. So, so John... Um, apparently was headstrong and very opinionated. John has a brother. Um, him and his brother were dubbed 
Sons of Thunder by Jesus, which is in Mark chapter 3, verse 17. On one occasion, they ignited a storm of protests and indignation from the other disciples by asking to sit on Jesus's right and left hands in glory. That you'll find in John chapter 10, verse 35 to 45. On another occasion, they offered to call down fire from heaven as God did on Sodom and Gomorrah mm -hmm, on an unreceptive Samaritan village that might have also had something to do with the fact that the Jews were told to not to go into the way of the Gentiles and the Samaritans were part Jews. So there might have been some animosity there as well. Jesus patiently rebuked them. Luke, that's in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 51 to 56. God wants all humanity to have an opportunity to repent of their sins. He doesn't just want to harm people because of their sins, but um, the Bible tells us God does not want anyone to perish, my God, for the lack of knowledge. So he gives us an opportunity to get right with God before he really sends the sword to come down on humanity. Or should I say just to, to um, for them to suffer the wrath of God. He wants everyone to come to repentance first. So that was why Jesus patiently rebuked them. Somewhere along the way, John must have begun to truly hear his Lord's words and understand his actions as he saw them because he wanted to imitate and he acquiesced to the, the, the righteousness of God, the life, the Christ-like lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Though he was always an imperfect human being, Jesus Christ that is, no, excuse me, John that is, John became, began to be transformed just like many of us today, although we may have lived a life of sin, there comes a time in everyone's life that your heart is opened. That's if you allow the Holy Spirit to open your heart to the gospel of Jesus Christ, the atoning work that he has done 
at Calvary's cross. The blood shed for all humanities, for the remission of our sins. So after Jesus' departure, John became a leader of the Christian movement. Wow, that's powerful. You know, a person is looking to harm people, you know, actually call down fire and from heaven because they wasn't receptive of the word. Um, and now he moves to be the Christian uh, leader of the movement of Christianity, of biblical times. Um, and that's very similar to, to what takes place with those who are living uh, a life of sin in the world. However, when God pricks their heart and they receive him, many times they are fervent servants for the Lord, as the apostle Paul was. So let us move to um, John chapter 15. The vine. Go with me there, if you will, John chapter 15. Mm hmm. So the Gospel of John is written by John. Mm -hmm. And John in the book of John chapter 15 verse 15 is where we are. Jesus is speaking. Henceforth I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. So what Jesus is ultimately saying is that servants, they don't know what their Lord is doing, but when servants do know what their Lord is doing, they're no longer called servants, they're called friends. So ultimately, when you become a believer in Christ, Jesus no longer calls you a servant, but he calls you a friend. To establish that you are a part of, of, of the brotherhood or the sisterhood, my God. Verse 16 tells us, you have not chosen me, but I, Jesus Christ that is, have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain 
that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give you. Jesus, you know, we're living in a world where there's a lot going on, a world of chaos. And so we need to live, Jesus said, he alone can provide the peace we need to live with integrity. So, so we are called to live in integrity as Christians and wholeness in a turbulent world, right? So try as we might, ultimately, there's no way we can arrange our lives to avoid the impact of the rapid chaos the evils, the the um, terrifying situations that are before us, the, the terrifying changes that are going on in the world. No assortment of life strategies can give us the kind of inner peace and confidence we long for. Only Jesus will never what? Leave us nor forsake us. Hebrews 13.5 tells us that. And why? Well, because we're connected to the true vine. Remember what we said last week? We talked about the vine. 15.1 states... I am the true vine and my father is the husband man. Every branch, and we talked about the vine, it's a, 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 a thin branch, right? Um, and, and, and the grapes, you know, grow on the vine. They're connected to the vine. Um, and the only way these grapes can grow is through the connection of the vine, right? The roots, what they're rooted in, and the vine. So every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, and it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye accept, excuse me, let me go back. No more can ye except ye abide in me. So ultimately you can't produce fruit, good fruit that is. You may produce some fruit, but fruit 
that would remain. Oh, you'll get this. Fruit that will remain is by way of a person being connected to what? The vine. Mm-hmm. So you must abide in the vine. Christ said, I am the vine. Ye are what? The branches. He that abideth in me, my God, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Hey, you're not just bringing forth fruit. You abide in Christ. You'll bring forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. My God. So you can't even bear fruit without Christ. Ultimately, that's what he's saying. Right? You've got to be connected to the vine. Why is that? Because he said, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. That's verse 16. That ye should go and bear forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. See, you may be able to bear some fruit, but that fruit is not going to remain. But ultimately, God said, we can do nothing without him. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you that ye love one another. See, the fruit comes, my God, thank you. When we obey the commands of God, right? See, see, God has to be able to trust you with his commands. And, and, and you can't trust everybody. So God uses whom, whom he trusteth, right? Um, you know, the Bible tells us the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Not everybody's going to go out there and bear the fruit. Right? Fruit that remain. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, when you become a believer, you're going to keep his commands. A true believer will keep the commands of Christ. The first command is what? Matthew, let me go there real quickly so I can get it right. I believe it's Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 and Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine. The first one says, Matthew 22, I'm going there right now. Yep. 22:37, which states, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. 
This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Verse 39. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So we're no longer under a law. We're under grace. Right. But Christ came under the law. But we're not going to go that direction. We're going to keep moving. So when you are a Christian, you're going to have love in your heart. You're going to go out in the world if that's your calling. And bring forth fruit. Fruit that would remain. The world will hate Jesus' followers. You're a follower of Christ now. You're a believer. Verse 18 tells us. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. Right? So, So what is Jesus saying? Well, Jesus came into the world. Um, as the coming Messiah, he came to the lost sheep of Israel and he came performing miracles, signs and wonders. He came preaching love. He came as the servant to serve humanity. But what did they do instead of receiving him as the coming Messiah? the nation of Israel, they ultimately put him to death. He was spit upon. He was mocked. He was beaten. They put nails in his hands and a wound in his side, nails in his feet. They hated Christ. The Pharisees and Sadducees hated him. They called him Beelzebub, which is another word for the devil. All because he came preaching a new gospel. He came preaching repentance for the kingdom is at hand. Right? And so because the political leaders the Pharisees and Sadducees, and they were religious leaders. Um, This upset their apple cart, the money, the control. You know, the people were looking to Jesus. And that was a problem for them. But you need to understand that as a Christian, There is a cross that Christ says that you must bear. He said, if you want to be my disciple, and I'm I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but if you want to be my disciple, you must take up your cross and follow me. So just like Christ was made to carry a cross, And bear the sins of humanity 
you are going to be made to carry a cross and bear the sins as well. Mm-hmm. He bore the sins of the world. And so what you have to understand is that the human system that opposes God are those that live in sin. And just as they oppose God, they're going to oppose you as well. Because they see the glory of God on you. There's a light that lives inside of you, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. Once you come to believe, you're baptized into the body of Christ and the Holy Spirit indwells you. Mm -hmm. And so there's a light that's illuminating from you. You may not realize it, but others who are not living a Christ-like life, one spirit, the Bible tells us, knows another. Mm -hmm. So they see the light on you. They see God's glory on you. And just because of the glory, my God, you'll be hated, Christ said, for my name's sake. Mm -hmm. So... But know that it's not you that they hate. It's the Christ that lives inside of you. Verse 19 states, If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. Mm -hmm. The people of the earth, of the world. Right? Those who are living a life that is in conflict with God. For the Bible tells us that the world is at enmity with God. You see, many times. When the truth is shown to us, it hurts, right? And so there are times where people don't even want to succumb to the truth because they like living in sin. So remember, Christ has chosen you. Out of this world. So what does that mean? The Bible tells us many are called, but few are chosen. So when you are chosen, know that you are handpicked by God. So the world is going to hate you. Because of Jesus Christ. So 
Know who you are, my brothers and sisters. Know that you are of the called. You are of the chosen. And know that you are connected to the one true vine, Jesus Christ. My God. Did you get that? So Christ, remember, if you were of the world, verse 19 says, the world would love his own. The world would love you because you would be living in sin like the world. You would be living like the world, thinking like the world, acting like the world. So of course they're going to love you. But because you are not of the world, remember God called you out of the world and, and, and set you apart, sanctified you for a work unto God. But I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hateth you. Where there is no cross, my brothers and sisters, there is no crown. Oh, you got to bear a cross. Because Christ did. Mm -hmm. And you are connected to the vine. Mm -hmm. For the Bible tells us, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. So continue ye in my love. And God wants us to do his work in love. The Bible also tells us, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be what? Full. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of joy that transcends time. The kind of joy that the world did not give and can't give and cannot take away. For the Bible tells that the joy of the Lord is your strength. See, there's strength in, in, in the kind of joy that, that Christ gives you. Uh-huh. He gives you a divine strength to overcome circumstances in this world. My God, for the Bible tells us we are overcomers. By the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And that is in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11. 
So he says, this is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Right? So as Christians, we're connected to the vine. And since we're connected to the vine, we have to follow in the footsteps of Christ, who is the one true vine. The father is the husband man, right? But the love comes from the father, flows to the son, Jesus Christ, and then flows to the Holy Spirit. And that love, once we become believers in Christ, flows to us. For the Bible tells us greater love have no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. What is Christ saying? Oh, you're going to bear a cross. He did it. He laid down his life for humanity, all humanity. And when the Jews rejected Christ, um, you know, then then God turned to the Gentile believers, the excuse me, the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Since they didn't receive, God turned to the Gentiles, even though that was all a part of God's ultimate plan. As such, the Gentiles were grafted in. Mm-hmm. My God. So salvation comes by way of the Jewish nation for Gentiles. My God. Hallelujah. Verse 14 says, ye are my friends. If ye do whatsoever I command you. Right? So Christ wants us to be obedient to the word of the Lord and to what he has for us to do. My God. So we're now at verse 20, John 15, 20. Which states, remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. My goodness. So if they spit upon Christ, put wounds in his hands, excuse me, a wound in his side and nails in his hands and feet. Just know that you're no greater than Christ. So you're going to bear a cross like he did. And if they kept my sayings, they 
will keep your sayings. If they've kept his teachings, they will keep your teachings also. Why? Because you, my brothers and sisters, the community of faith, the body of believers, you are connected to the vine. You see, the vine is a plant. And verses John, excuse me, John 15 verses 1 to 10, ultimately wrapped up, according to Zonavan, say, Jesus described a true relationship with him in terms that even people who know nothing about plants can understand. So when you picture the vine in your mind, right, and you know that um, when a plant grows, it grows because it's connected to the vine. Just as branches must stay connected to the stem, vine, stem, you know, with the grapevine, it's a vine, stem to stay alive. So we must live in an unbroken relationship with our Lord. Jesus is our sole source of life. John 15, 1. If we let sin into our lives, guess what, my brothers and sisters? We lose connection with him and with other believers. So my question for you today is, and, and that came out of John 15, 4 and 1 John 1, chapter 1, 6, verse 6 and 7. Jesus wants to be productive. He wants us to be productive. John 15, 5 through 8. Loving Jesus means following his commands. Verse 15, 9 and 10. So my question to you, my brothers and sisters, is... Are you connected to the vine? Are you? So remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my teachings, my sayings, my beliefs, they will keep yours as well. Because you are an extension of Christ, a disciple of Christ. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. And who was it that sent Christ? God. They don't know God. So if they don't know God, they don't know Christ. They're not going to know you. But how do we get people to know God? 
right? We preach the gospel for the Bible tells us, go ye into the world and preach the gospel to all men, all nations, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My God, how do we get people to come to Christ? Sometimes it's not always preaching. People want to see actions. Actions speak louder than words. He that hateth me hateth my father also. Why? Because Christ is the visible manifestation of the invisible God. Mm -hmm. So if I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. Mm-hmm. So let's, we'll go back over that in just one second. I'm going to go to verse 25. Christ says, but this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Guess what, my brothers and sisters? They're going to hate you without a cause. Mm-hmm. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send you unto you from the father, even the spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the father, he shall testify of me. So Christ was ultimately speaking to his disciples. He's teaching here and he's telling them, when I leave you, I'm not going to leave you without a comforter. I'm not going to leave you alone because he promised in Hebrews 13, 5. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what Christ said. Right? So. He's, he's just that kind of God. And ye also, verse 27, shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. Who was with him from the beginning? The disciples. The beginning stages of his ministry. So we actually finished chapter 15 of John, the true vine. And then the topic um, moved into the world will hate Jesus followers. So I want to let you know, my brothers and sisters, that if you are a follower of Christ, expect persecution. Expect suffering for the name of Christ. Expect to be hated without a cause. Why? Because you 
are part of the one true living vine. Christ is alive. He's not dead in a grave. Remember, he was resurrected. So, um, just know that he's with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And that although weapons may form against you, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 54, 17, they will not prosper. They will not prosper. So, um, that ultimately concludes our second episode of The Vine. Um, I'm hopeful that you learned something tonight. Our third episode of The Vine will come next week, Monday. Until we meet again, my brothers and sisters. Let's go back for one moment. Verse 24, I said that I would go back to you for a minute. Back to it for a moment. It says, if I had not done among them the works which no other man did. Mm -hmm. No other man has done the works that Christ has done in the biblical times. They had not had sin. Mm -hmm. But now have they both seen and hated seen and hated both me and my father. So ultimately, my brothers and sisters, Christ is the one true vine. And if you are a believer, you are connected to the vine. And Christ says what? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. And you have to remember, we have to keep it in its context because Christ is talking about if it's in the will of God. Right? So if it's in God's will, he will do it unto you. This concludes our second episode of The Vine. God bless you, my brothers and sisters, until we meet again. Amen.